Nick and Corey in the morning. Good morning. Welcome to episode 30. 30? 30? 30? 30? 30. 30, Dan? 30. 30. Confirmed 30. 30. 30, Dan, of the Nick and Corey in the morning podcast. Uh, here with me, as always, is Corey. I'm Nick. I didn't say that. Do I normally say that? Ever since well, I'm just rattled. It's assumed. Okay. I'm Nick. Corey. Hello. Hey. Just the two of us. We're here to do light year. And can I be honest with you? At like we're 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 going to sit down to record at seven o'clock. It's eight o'clock now because this is how we operate. Mm-hmm. At 6.45, I was getting myself together, and I thought, fuck, what movie are we doing? <laughs> like, I haven't thought about this movie since I saw Elvis on Sunday. Yeah. So I had to take a second to re- regather my thoughts. Okay. But I think I have everything in order now. Okay. Um, is there anything you wanted to, to share with the class? No, no, nothing. No, no, no new stories. Nothing like that. No, I don't think I do either. I, I think I thought I had one, but then it left me. This gotcha. was like yesterday. I think yesterday I thought this would be a good pod story. And then later yesterday, I thought it's gone. It's gone. Moments over. Mm-hmm. Um, so light ear, my pick because mm-hmm. I'm a child. Uh, you want to do a little, little debrief? Sure. Look at us hopping right in in the first two minutes. Yeah. Who are we? New people. Who are we? What are we? Why are we? Um, when? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we could go forever with that. Um, oh. Lightyear is about um, the movie Andy saw that got him to buy the Buzz Lightyear toy in the franchise Toy Story. And in in Lightyear, he's on an adventure to find a way to send this colony of people back into space after like their fuel crystal explodes. And uh, a lot of things happen. This is probably my worst one. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, you just... I kind of went all over the place. That's okay. I, uh, it's just kind of like a weird movie to try and explain because of the fact that it is so niche. Cause it's not Buzz Lightyear, the toy it's Buzz Lightyear, the action hero, the, the space ranger, the top gun Maverick space ranger who flies a jet for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not the toy. And I think you need to have that mindset going into this. You're not here to see the toy. I, so I went and saw this with my mom, and I'm, she had no idea what the movie was about beforehand. Like, she had seen none of the trailers, knew nothing about what the movie was about other than Buzz Lightyear. And I had to explain that it's the movie that the toy is based on. And she goes, how are they going to make a movie about a toy? <laughs> and i went no like not that it's not like it's a movie only about buzz like you're the toy it's a movie about why andy got the toy in the first place like in the first movie 
she's like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Corey, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you talk and I realized I didn't do a good job with the big three. Why? I didn't do a good job. Well, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. I just, anyways, this isn't my best work. I have some doozies in here, so we'll, we'll, we'll both share, you know? Okay. Thank God. Uh, um, non-spoilers. Uh, non-spoiler. You want to do the quarterback thing real quick? I want to do the quarterback thing so bad. Like I've been itching to do that as soon as we start talking about it. Okay. So you want to, you want to explain this one? Sure. Um, so Nick listens to a podcast called Lights, Camera, Barstool, and they went over Lightyear and they were explaining how Lightyear, if they were going to use a quarterback for reference, said it's the Ryan Tannehill of quarterbacks movies. Of Pixar you know, movies. Of Pixar movies. And the reasoning was that Ryan Tannehill is just super average. It's exactly what you want. It's like consistent, that sort of thing. And then we got in this conversation of like, yes or no, like what are opinions on like what other quarterbacks do you think is a better suit for this movie? And so we thought it'd be a cool idea to use that now where it's like, we're going to, we're both going to have our own quarterback that we think the movie best suits and explain why. Should uh, you want to go I, first? I can go first or you can go first, whichever. Uh, uh, should we spin a wheel? No. <laughs> I'll go uh, first. Yeah. Um, I thought about this for a little bit. I was between two quarterbacks at first. At first, I was going to say Taylor Heineke, but then I changed my mind. I'm going to Zach Wilson. I think this movie has a bunch of style. It looks, you know, it's, Zach Wilson is the definition of like what a quarterback should look like. He's got like athletic build he's very handsome looking he's got the he's got like the buzz light your hair and the chin you know he's, he looks the, he looks the part but when it comes to game time and actually performing well as a qb i don't think he lands at that often i don't know if it's because of the support he has on his offense or what but i think it's maybe that's also my feelings on the it's also my feelings on the movie but i think it's kind of like a below average version of a quarterback maybe if he had better like more time more experience i don't know can work itself out but right now my opinion is a little bit below average quarterback he, I, he crossed my mind briefly i'll be honest because i had just i had a description in my head and i was trying to find a quarterback to match that description and i thought about him for a brief second but mm -hmm. i think it's he's just too young for me to call him this we Fair haven't enough. seen enough of him for me Fair to call enough. what I have him pictured as. I landed on Kirk Cousins. Oh, in that, yeah. Um, yeah. For the most part, like it's solid, it's serviceable, it gets the job done. Um, but there's just one major thing with it that's holding it back from like actually being really solid. Mm -hmm. For Kirk Cousins, that's um, winning a football game that matters. Right. Which is a, a big thing. And for me with this movie, oh, this that's a spoiler, actually. So I'm not going to say what that specific thing is yet. But there's just okay. one thing that's really holding it back for me. 
I think for the most part, it's a solid movie. I enjoyed it. I, I laughed. I smiled. I had a good time. I was entertained. But there mm-hmm. was an aspect of it that really like had it dive off for me a good bit. Mm-hmm. But I think it was overall like a, a, a pretty solid movie. It's probably around average to below average for the Pixar standard, mm-hmm. uh, at least for me personally. And I'm not saying anything against the movie with that. Probably below average probably below average i think i'm just thinking like four toy story movies a monsters inc a coco a soul uh nemo incredible it's like there's just so many but yeah one of the things too that i think maybe you want to choose zach wilson the most is the whole idea of style over substance where it's like this is like the most Pixar is Pixar movie I've ever seen where it's like everything is beautifully animated and everything like looks so appealing the entire time you're watching it. But the actual like story is probably one of the weaker ones that I've watched. And from this company, I think, I think it's just such a overdone trope. And I think that's probably what you're getting at too, with something that you were about to spoil, but I, yeah, I think this movie leans a little bit too heavy into like an unoriginal story and it kind of holds it back a little bit. I think the difference between this and other Pixar movies, it still has a lot of the Pixar cliches in that, you know, the animation style, um, the music, the like the sad moments that you're supposed Mm -hmm. to feel at some point during it. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, The scream, I don't remember what it's called, but you know, the the scream that's you know the yell that's in every pixar movie that's in star wars oh the wilhelm scream yes thank you (laughs) yeah that you know that's a little pixar staple i'm sure there's Mm -hmm. probably the ball and i just missed it there was the uh i don't have it with me but the scream canisters from monsters inc they were in the movie they were in the armory like when uh buzz was loading up he was getting his like suit on, whatever, before they get hop in the armadillo. Okay. Or, like the spaceship, whatever. And they're on the ground. Gotcha. Well, a lot of a lot of Pixar movies, the story is pretty like simplistic and basic and grounded, mm-hmm. which is easily digestible for children. This right. isn't. It's almost like this was made for the people that grew up on Toy Story and just hope to to kind of get at them rather than sticking with typical pixar being for kids fair it's 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 so weird to me because it is also a very simple sci-fi story like it's nothing you haven't seen before like it's I, i think maybe that's the point is that it's like you know buzz lightyear is the spaceman like he's he has that he's that character the whole time and maybe they wanted to make a movie where it's like a bunch of inspirations from like other space movies or like science fiction movies but it it comes off really odd to me where it's like this is like this is just a reskin of like interstellar or like any other movie where your main character is an astronaut and they're on an adventure kind of thing let me ask you this at what age do you think you would have to be to fully understand this movie? Because I, I, I agree that it takes a lot of sci-fi oh, elements. 100%. Trying to explain to like a five-year-old that like in space, time can travel differently. And it's just like that one concept alone is like, what? 
Yeah. How can I, he be in space for four minutes, but on, on this planet, it's four years. I think I would have to be like 10 at the minimum to fully oh, get yeah. this. And, you know, I do think that it's definitely. So one of my biggest things, the whole movie was. I think like at what point is this like not a kid's movie? You know, you know, when you have that realization when you're watching an animated movie, it's like, oh, this is for kids. But it's not really for kids. Like you, like that's a common criticism of like just passing someone aside where it's just like, you know, the movie doesn't make sense here, but it's also meant for kids. You know, it's just a way of getting out of like any sort of criticism. But like here, Space Jam 2, adults being like, and eh, this has been, yeah, like it's a kid's movie, calm down. Right. And with this, there was like a lot of times where I said, where it's like, oh, well, this is a kid's movie. Like not everything has to make sense. But then I was like, well, also like, is it like is it a kid's movie like is it actually meant for children to watch and understand this like yes but like it's weird that you have like these kind of hard to understand like concepts in it i don't know you want to uh, you want to hop into spoilers because i do sure. want to talk about the the one thing rather than okay. us just beating around the bush okay so um spoiler stamp Spoiler alert. Um, Fillers are down 2-1 now. That's cool. Uh, This movie does a whole time travel thing. And they don't really, like... I always say when it comes to time travel movies is, like, don't try and rationalize it and, like, make sense of it. And, like, well, this wouldn't work because X, Y, Z. Just turn your brain off and listen to the rules that the movie tells you and don't try and find a loophole around it because then you're just not going to enjoy it. This movie does time travel without explaining any rules. He's just like, and I went back in time and here I am. Yeah. The right when they introduce the idea of when Buzz is hidden hyperspace for that like few seconds, or like when he's tr- slingshotting around the sun, that but that's right there, the star, and he's actually in space for like four years. I was like, all right, this is gonna set like such a I immediately knew I was like, uh oh, this is not gonna, this is so early on that they're introducing this idea. And then he did like does that space trip like 10 times and he's like a hundred years old by the first 10 minutes of the movie. And I was like, oh, so he can live forever. Got it. Like, and I, I think the part of the movie where I was like, where I think it's the most funny. This, this time travel angle is when the old Buzz hops out of the Zerg suit and he goes, Dad? <laughs> I was like, if this, if Zerg is actually his father and they're doing like a Vader reference right here, I'm going to lose my mind. And he's like, no. And then he pulls out his dog tags and it says Buzz on it. I'm like, all right. That was when you. This, that was when this movie fell off the cliff for me. I was really, really into it until that. In Toy Story 2, they made Zerg Buzz's dad. Yeah, he did. And yeah, I, they did. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. Like, here we go. That like that one line that seemed like just a joke because there were so many Star Wars references in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's canon. That's real. That's what's gonna happen. And then it's like, oh, I'm actually like I'm just an older version of you. That was the that was the second this movie 
jumped off a fucking cliff for me. That really frustrated me. Yeah. There is but, a... I made a whole list of either things I didn't understand or just, like, loopholes in the movie because, like, I thought about it afterwards and I was like, why were there so many things that, like, kind of didn't add up? And that was, like, one of the things that I was like... The whole reason why Buzz becomes Zerg is because the guy wants to court-martial him, like, when he lands back on that planet after successfully hyperspace jumping or whatever. And then Buzz runs away. This is the same character that court-martialed himself when the crystal explodes and he blames himself for them being trapped on the planet. Well, different version of him. Well, at that time, it's the same version because it was the same event that took place. The only difference between that buzz, the one that's Zerg, and the one that lands on the planet is that this buzz got introduced to Hawthorne's granddaughter, and that's what changed his tune. Not... Like it, it's the same character up until that point. I was like, but this is where like the whole time travel thing gets messy because like they're I, along I the same path, but like how how big how drastic is the variant? Because obviously it's a different timeline. And this is also my point. I don't want to see another time travel movie for at least like five years from now. I'm kind of done with that. Like it's a sci-fi thing that has been beaten to the grave i don't care about it anymore and i would rather like not see it but it's fine it's whatever i was okay with it no i agree i don't want any more time travel and it's not because i don't like it but because i'm tired of listening to people nitpick time travel movies so to a degree the whole point of science like of time travel and in science fiction specifically is like, it does have to have its own rules in that movie. And it's inevitable that it's going to break its own rule. Like it's, it's time travel. It's a paradoxical event, but with this, it just comes so out of nowhere (laughs) that makes it so like, why, why is this here? Yeah. And they don't, they don't do any rules with it. They're just like, I time traveled the end. Like, People that complain about Endgame, they're all like, they set up these rules with time travel and then they immediately break them. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's a movie about a guy that turns big and green and really strong because mm-hmm. he was working at a lab and you're going you're gonna to complain about the time travel rules? Like, shut the fuck up. I do think that was literally the only way they could write themselves out of everybody dying, to be fair. For, for sure, yeah. Like, what are you going to... All right, we built <laughs> Infinity Stones 2.0. We manufacture them with Stark tech. It's like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. But can you explain to me how they break the time travel rules in Endgame? Because I can't think of... They said you can't change your current present because that current present's past already happened. So they would just be branching a reality, right? I think, so there's two points where I think the criticism comes in and it's because of like events that happen because of like the influence of the characters and they, that they don't end up fixing by the end of the movie. So those timelines just permanently get fucked. Right. Like so those like, other timelines. So like Gamora or. Uh... Uh, Loki getting the Tesseract again and just dipping. Right. Um, like he's not there to help 
Thor with Dark World with the Aether or whatever, like the, it causes a chain reaction of events. The other one is Cap going back in time, dropping off all the stones, but then not teleporting back and just aging. What does that do knowing that there are two Caps that live simultaneously in the same universe? And also, doesn't that break the idea of it being a separate timeline? How is he able to live in the old timeline, but then still be around in the, the current timeline? Yeah, the Cap one, that's probably the big one. But like with Loki and I guess like, you know, the that whole thing, mm-hmm. the Loki show kind of addresses that. Yeah, I mean, I the whole idea of him being a variant and like not existing anymore. He's like outside of time. It's, I get it. Right, because I'm just bringing this up because somebody within the last like two months are in their own brought up Endgame and they're like, that movie's shit. They break all their own um, time travel rules that they set up. It's like, whoa, like, First of all, hello, how are you? Good to see you. Second of all, what are we doing here? <laughs> hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, like, hey, what's up? But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to make this about the MCU. No, no worries. Um, there's like other things in Lightyear that I think are kind of weird that just involve the characters having to do something in order for them to have like an arc at the end. Um. They set up early on that Buzz doesn't like using his technology. Like he gets annoyed with uh, autopilot and like any any form of help. And that's a setup like, you know, he had to get help by the end of the movie or like become a better person, become a leader kind of thing. Having to depend on. Yeah, some, depend on others. Or something, yeah. Uh, when he does that first hyperspace jump and then the crystal like goes critical and it's going to explode, but he's going to miss the hyperloop tubes and he's just going to drift out in space he throws the the canister out and it explodes and it pushes him into the, the loops right yes so the nav system the ivan system tells him to eject right yes we learn at the end of the movie that ejecting means he puts on basically wings and he can fly in space well can he can he like change his direction? Why like would that? the machine tell him to eject if he's just going to eject into like floating space, right? Like not have a way to control anything. We now know that he gets wings at the end of the movie because right. isn't it not the same ship? Oh yeah, that's true. But would he be able to get back? You know, that's I mean, the thing. He, has, he would just be stuck out there. He would have the he could he was flying into orbit. He was holding the the armadillo up as they were like trying to land it. True. Okay. I I'm just trying. He was to doing think. math. He was doing math on the ceiling with the pencil, and he just that's stopped a really, talking to me, computer. That's a really good point. Uh, I I don't know. I didn't think about that, but I guess I don't know. They they kind of play it up to like you can't really change your direction in space. Like once you're going, you're going. Yeah, that's true. Which like that's I'm I I've never been to space, so I don't want to speak on that. I think um, it's it's kind of odd that they set up that they're very intelligent people. Like they have learned how to space travel, but they don't put like what they do now on like spacesuits where they have just air propulsion, so they can just drift around in space because the air will push them in a certain direction. But these suits don't have that, which is fine. Whatever the movie needs it to yeah. progress the plot. Um. Also, 
I'm kind of confused by like the even opening of the movie. So it shows all these people on the turn up in hyperspace, right? And they're like, oh, and they're all like resting. They're all resting, but it wakes up Buzz so that they can tell whether or not to go off course on this other planet. So like two things with that. Why wouldn't they? So they set up early on that Hawthorne is like the outranking of the two, right? She's the one who saw like whatever and Buzz Lightyear to push him forward into the academy. Mm-hmm. Why did it wake up Buzz instead of her? Well, it could have woken up her too, but like the movie's called Lightyear, not Hawthorne. Fair enough. And that that's fair. But I'm then, assuming that's what it was, just because like they were both like out there. Right they away. both eventually wake up. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh when they land on the planet, Buzz says it's borderline hostile. And it's like, and yet they're able to live there for like a hundred, like multiple generations of people. And they, he calls it hostile when there's like these fucking bugs flying everywhere and the vines are trying to kill people. My point is, why the fuck are so many people willing to live on this shithole planet and not trying to help Buzz figure something out? Like so many people are like, oh, you know, I'll just live here. Um, well, I feel like we just like, I'm sure there were a lot of people working on it. Every time he came back, like there was a new crystal ready, you know, right? Or a new formula ready. But we just right. like the camera's just not on them because they're not the main character. I don't. I was just like, okay, like I, I think the one of the big plot lines that I thought was kind of funny is that Hawthorne lives a full life on this planet, and it's like the whole point is that Buzz missed out on everything. Like yeah. he he doesn't get a life because he was trying so hard to complete the mission. But I just, I was like, man, you, you went out into space and you're on a completely different course. Like you were going for a different planet. You land up on this one and you're able to live like a full and complete life on this planet where it kind of doesn't have everything that you're used to. And it's like kind of insane to me. I guess like you just reach a point where you're like, this is what I have. And this is, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But also like they weren't living on earth, you know, like they've been traveling around in the spaceship. So they're not necessarily used to having sure. all normal necessities and whatnot. Like what we have here. Like the Something else I, fucking I thought was weird sandwiches. See, like, that's another thing. Like they changed so many things that are kind of like, okay, funny joke, you know, meat sandwich where it's just like meat instead of bread. Uh, there's like a lot of things that they change in the future where it's just like, this is what it is and we're just moving forward with this you know i think those are the things that you have to say this is a kids movie about right exactly like you have to just say like fair enough kids movie move on yeah um i think it's also funny that they only packed one of those crystals like if they make it sound like it's a very rare resource and it's really hard to make with so little on the planet and they only had one of them on the turnip yeah yeah, I don't have a good answer for that one. It's there were a lot of but again, so, like this is a kids movie. And my opinion on this on Lightyear in general was that while I was watching it, I was fine, but anytime I thought about anything, like anytime I even put any sort of thought towards what was happening, I was like what are we doing? Like, why? Like, even when 
the fucking when when future Buzz lands back on the planet and he's going to be court martialed, you still figured out the formula for the fucking fuel rod. They can still use it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have a colony on this planet and they still have the fucking laser shield, but you can still use the turnip now. Like you have both options. Like you could like you may be arrested. But you literally finish the mission, and then he's just like, nah, fuck it, zoom, and he just flies out of there. I was having a hard time watching this movie, and it's my fault. I'll put it like that. I, I thought there were so many times in this movie where I was like, I almost can't enjoy this because nothing makes sense. And it's a kid's movie, and I kept saying that to myself, but after a while, I was like, I can't keep saying that this is a kid's movie when it's obviously trying to be more mature than a kid's movie. And then I was walking out of the theater, and I was thinking about everything. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm being too harsh. Let me sleep on it. I slept on it. And here we are. That was my rant. All right. Sorry. I feel like Dean from Community, when he had this Dean rap, he's like, I don't know what came over me. It, it felt like that, I'll tell you that. It definitely felt like that. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, you're bringing up things that I didn't think about, but that's because I just shut my brain off as soon as I walked into the theater. And... Maybe it was also my expectation of the movie because I I had said it before, but I wasn't super jazzed about this. I kind of felt like this movie was super unnecessary from the gun. Like I was like, why are we making a Buzz Lightyear movie at all? I was I was kind of saying more of like the point of like maybe Pixar will blow me out of the water. They'll say like they'll give me an X amount of reasons why this movie can stand alone outside of the franchise it's based on. It can be a great spinoff. I just didn't feel that way. I think it could have been. It definitely could have. And maybe it's because I, I would rather them had just made a new original product, like gone in a different direction. I don't know, but I was left super underwhelmed and questioning a lot of things that happened in the movie. So it could be my fault. I think Pixar did great with the story that they did tell. It's, it had its beats. It had its moments where I was like, this is cool. But the vast majority of the movie, in my opinion, I felt was super odd. Man. I'll tell you what. I've never had the soul sucked out of me on this podcast before. And... I, I felt really bad going into this because I have very, I feel like I had very strong opinions thinking about it and like even during the movie, but I uh, didn't want it to like ruin the fun. No, we're, I mean, this is still fun. I had in my notes, I have two sections I just have a second that says what? And it's just a bunch of questions I had. 
like things that I, that didn't make sense to me. And I have another section and it says pissed me off. And it was just things in the movie that pissed me off. So let's talk about the things that we liked in this movie. Yeah. I feel like I'll have an easier time. There are things that I did like in the movie. I need to be brought back before you just go down the list and tell me all the things that pissed you off after going on a rant about how you didn't like the movie for 10 minutes. I just need a little picture. I'm sorry. No, I no. I mean, this is good. This is good. Uh, what's, I'm afraid to ask you anything. The animation. Okay. Is exactly what you expect from a Pixar movie. And I loved even like the stars, like seeing the stars in the sky. I think it's beautiful. I have the sweat on like Chris Evans forehead, you know, when he's just like running or doing anything in the suit and you see like sweat rolling down. It's awesome. I think the emotional beats hit for the most part. Like I liked like him losing his friend pretty much in the first like five minutes of the movie. And it sets up like almost like a redemption arc of him trying to like fix things and him putting so much guilt on himself. I think the way they dealt with his emotions in the movie was really great. It showed like a character who was going through things, but didn't really want help from anybody. He wanted to figure it out on his own and figure, make a way to fix everything. When in reality, there was no way he could fix anything by himself. Did he like the supporting cast? I liked Socks Some? and Izzy. Okay. I the first character, the first thing I have on things that piss me off is Taika's character. Both him and the old lady were very hit or miss. The most I left was at the old lady, but the most I was annoyed with the character was also at the old lady. The old lady was, I, I don't even remember anything she said other than that she was a convict and that she was good with explosives. Taika's character actually pissed me off. Like I was. I was like, this fucker can't do anything right. He will mess up everything. And I know that's part of the emotional beat is like, we, even if it's all that matters is like your intentions. It doesn't matter if you're actually helping. It's like, as long as you have good intentions going into something and you're actually actively trying to help, then that's all that matters. But fuck, he made everything worse. Like, all they need to get is a like resistor. And then he ends up setting up this security system that puts him in cones. And now we're like, all right, well now we're fucked. And then I just, so many things happen with that character specifically where he just manages to mess everything up. When he was and talking, I, I thought he was really funny, but he yeah. was unrealistically useless. And that was my point is like, I get you can show a character as like clumsy or something, but it felt like slapstick at times. I was like, he's literally just, bumbling he's like actively going out of his way to destroy things yeah. and that was my biggest beef i didn't think the way he was written was very well done but anyways back on to the, the good bits i regardless of the third act like who zerg turned out to be all the action's really cool i think the design of the character is really cool I liked his little go-go gadget extending arm that would grab onto Buzz. It made him feel really threatening. Um, yeah, let's talk about Zerg. Zerg was super threatening. Even when, like, they meet earlier on and he's, like, busting his way through that, like, little cavern area and Buzz is like, I'm being chased by a very large robot. And he's, like, 
it's a tense scene and it feels really scary. And I love the design of Zerg. I got a lot of Darth Vader vibes from uh, the beginning of A New Hope and the end of Rogue One when like yeah. he, he bursts through and he's just charging through, taking everyone out, doing his thing. He's very menacing, very evil looking. I really, I really liked Zerg a lot in this. I fucked with him. When he was flying down and it is, for the first like, like part of the movie, we don't even see his like face full on. We only see like sides of him or him moving. And then when they see him like get into his little spaceship and all you see is like red glowing eyes. I'm like, oh my God, it's so like Vader inspired, but in a good way where he's like super menacing. It never felt like cheesy. It never felt like, you know, they're paying homage to this character. They're not making Zerg Vader. You know, it's like, we are our own thing. We can stand alone. Um, yeah. I did like Zerg. You, you did a good job covering my little choking hazard. I saw that. Oh, I remembered I could just mute my mic. I, it was good thinking, good reflexes on your part. Thank you. Yeah, Zerg. Awesome. Wicked cool. He is a cool character. That's live think... from Spider-Man 3. I think it's awesome. Wicked cool. The two little kids oh, when they're watching uh, yeah. Sandman. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, I thought of, how'd you do that? When he like does the backflip over the car after he's about to be like hit on his like little moped. And he's like, I ate my vegetables. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah, that's Spider-Man 2. Um, but yeah, I think I liked Izzy a lot. I like her arc. Um, I think her being scared of space was like, all right. I know this is just to facilitate conflict, but I was like, really? Afraid of space? You want to be a space but ranger? None of, none of them ever leave. Like being a space ranger is a pipe dream for them because to their, like in their head, like we're stuck here. We're never leaving. Right. Because if they could, they would have already. Right. And that, and that's fine. I'm and maybe, get, maybe like, that maybe that fear is just like the fear of something new, you know? Like it's not necessarily space itself, but like what's life not on what what would our life be if we leave this planet? Like we know what we have right here. We know like, right, you know, she was born we, on that planet. Exactly. You know? Like my you know, I I grew up here, my family or like what's left is here. This is all I know. I know we're safe here, I know we're happy here. And maybe that fear isn't necessarily space itself, but what if we leave and we go through space, go back in space and things are different and things aren't like they are here. That's how I took it at least was more so a fear of the unfamiliarity. Sure. And I I think that's, that's a fair take, even like, you know, going as far as like, it makes sense why she would want to be a space ranger. Her grandmother was a space ranger and like, you know, it's that familiar connection. Like you wanted to live up to the status of your, whoever your parent was or whoever your grandparent was. You want to live up to that, that title, like being a Hawthorne. Um, I just, in that scene, when they're flying up in a space and she's doing her breathing exercises, I was like, okay. I feel like being a space ranger, a big part of it is being in space, but I, I will give the movie this, you know, I, I think 
I think the way they hurt, she overcomes her fear is super important to the movie in the third act. I think like her, that scene of her like literally jettisoning into space and like her not being able to touch anything. It was literally something she said was her greatest fear in the movie. And then she's like overcoming it. And I think that scene was really awesome. Um, Buzz seeing her as the OG Hawthorne and then shifting back to Izzy, I think is awesome. Shows that, that character development moment. Um, I liked her a lot. I thought she added a lot of charisma to the scenes that she was in. Yeah, she was, she didn't like scream out to me, but I liked her. I thought she was a good, <clears throat> good little side character. Good little, I don't want to say co-star, but. Yeah. In a weird way, I think Sox is the best supporting character and he's not even like, a person correct he is an but we're getting into that like they did this in rogue one too where they have like a droid that is like sarcastic but also has like some level of artificial intelligence where it's like they are like a person but they're not and uh it, it's a it's like a scheme that never fails like it it always hits i've never once like watched a movie where it's like the droid was the worst character <laughs> you know Robot sidekicks always hit. They always hit. They're great. And I think Sox is no different in this. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I don't think I'm quite on the Sox hype train. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some people that, you know, act like he was the best part of the movie and he's this mm-hmm. big, grand, you know, future of Pixar. He is just a cat. He's just a cat. But he, he was cool. He was funny. It was, it was nice. I think it allowed for a lot of like more emotional beats, which is cool. Like the whole purpose of Socks as a character was to help Buzz reacclimate to life on this planet rather than like on his multiple like adventures, I guess, like trying going back into space and figuring out the crystal. Um, but it, it is kind of interesting that they chose a cat as his, like, whatever. Cats are cute. I get cats hit. You know, people love cats. But, like, that was their first go-to. Like, it's like, all right, we'll have a cat sidekick. You know, cat familiar animatronic. Well, it's playing as, as an emotional support animal. And, like, that leaves you with one of two options. And they've right. done the dog thing before. right. I didn't even think about that from that lens, if I'm being honest. Yeah, he's, but it makes he more sense. The emotional then. support animal. Right. But I was thinking, like, you know what would have been better than an, an animal? A person. Like a therapist. Like an actual human being that he could talk to. But I get, like, the whole point is Buzz does not want help unless it's given to him. Um, it's also a kid's movie. Are you going to have yeah. him go to therapy? No, no, I'm saying, like, just have a, like, you can have a robot person. You can have, like, a C-3PO where it's just like, oh, oh I am just a, an android, but I'm a person. And he could still do more as a person, you know? Like, yeah. Sucks had his limitations where it's like, it's not like he was going, like, fisticuffs, like, fighting people. The most he could do was shoot a dart out of his mouth and knock someone out for five minutes. But, like, I get it. The cuteness of Socks. That, and that's... That was the only thing that I thought was annoying about his character is like, all right, 
you could have had a different way of him being here, but I'm fine with the cool animatronic character. I like the robot. Let's get into ratings. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Unless you have anything else you want to add. No, nothing nice. You you can you can you can do it. I can rapid fire. Okay. Um I like Chris Evans. Why the fuck is Tim Allen not in this bitch? Uh, it did kind of sound like a young Tim Allen though at one point my mom looked over and was like are you sure that's Chris Evans because <laughs> she was very convinced that it was another actor and I was that's like interesting. nope that's Chris Evans like I, I, I sw- will say, swear to you I didn't hear Captain America when he was talking I didn't either he was definitely and that's the beauty of Chris Evans I think and his range as an actor is he can do a lot of different things he doesn't sound how he does in other movies. He's definitely doing something different with his voice. And that's cool. But I'm really struggling to understand why they did a recasting at all. Maybe they um, want to differentiate themselves from the original Toy Story movies and say like, oh, no, this is something different. Maybe. But Did, did Tim Allen just say no? I don't think he did. He's, he speaks like five times in Toy Story 4. Like, he's not in that movie much. So he might have just said, like, hey, like, I don't really want to do this character anymore. That's very possible. That's very possible. Um, I uh, thought the movie was unnecessary. And that's not... I'm sorry. Is this your, like, things that pissed me off list still? This is the last bullet point, but it's also the most loaded of the bullet points. (laughs) I just said this was an unnecessary movie. At no point in Toy Story was I thinking, man, I want to see the movie that the fucking action figure is based on. It screams laziness and manipulation of people's childhood. I want the Toy Story franchise to be over. Sorry, not sorry. No, you're not. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're right. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. I, like... I, and that's part of the reason why I wasn't super excited about this movie even being released is because I was really struggling to understand like why this needed to happen at all. Um, I was willing to see if they did anything like exciting or different with it, but it's just so cookie cover, cookie cutter average that I was left like this could have just been in this could have been a Disney Plus TV show for all I cared. Like, I think I would have liked it more if it was a Disney Plus TV show, oh, it to would be have honest hit, with you. It would have hit way better. Even if it was a Disney Plus movie, like not an actual theatrical release, I think it would have hit better. I don't and think would that would have changed anything for me. I think it would have made as much sense as it being released in theaters. Like, It felt so like lacking of any sort of creativity, at least to me. I think this movie looks better on the big screen, to be honest with you. I can agree to like, I can agree to a degree, but it felt very, I don't know. I feel like I would have gotten as much out of it as I would have if I had just watched it at home. I don't know. There, 
for me like anytime you go in space and have like large there are some large set pieces and whatnot large sure. action sequences i just always think it's going to play better on the big screen i will say hyperspace and the way they showed that with like all the colorful lights and stuff it was so cool but it only happened one time in the movie There it is. That was my yeah. last things that pissed me off. I, I was trying to think of what you were talking about, but I got you now. Like when he actually goes yeah. and you yeah, see yeah, like yeah. all the different lights and shit. And like yeah. that part's like, holy crap. Yeah, I was gonna say like, he tried it a bunch of different times, but that's I got it now. Um God, I like forgot all the things that I liked about this movie because I just can't can't process. I I broke him. <laughs> Yeah. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to be like no. that. It's good. I've been trying to be broke. Wow. I like I, I had a specific point that I wanted to bring up. And it's just gone. Forever. Fuck. Um Wow. This has been a terrible last minute of the podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, let's let's fucking... in the ratings. And if you think about it, bring it up. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm going to ignore everything you say in the next two minutes and try to remember what I was thinking. OK, I'm just I was going to go. You know, this movie is not meant for me and I'll put it like that. I will never probably rewatch this movie and it's not because you know the movie is inherently bad i'm sure there's something that everyone can enjoy out of it it's just not something that i see myself seeing again um i am not a huge fan of stretching out franchises very long and i think it's kind of annoying that we keep bringing back franchises that are should be left alone um i uh think i'm gonna give this a 45 and leave it at that i think it's just below average it's it's i don't get anything i think the thing that holds this movie together the most is the animation behind it i love everything is super visually appealing and there's nothing that i can say is like wrong looking on the screen but i'm not very entertained by the plot it's all serviceable but um, I like the action scenes, and that's it. Okay. Um, I had my point, and then I lost it again when I was. The spinoffs. I saw your eyes got open when I was saying that the it being like visually appealing. No, God, no! You know, it has nothing to do with that with me. <laughs> um, uh, was it the the uh, Toy Story franchise? Like, uh, it being I've never for a while? heard of Toy Story. I, I've oh. never heard of that name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I've never felt so deflated and wrong for liking a movie as much as I like Lightyear. And I don't even love Lightyear. Um, but like, 
I I enjoyed myself. It hits all the Pixar. Uh, I need a drink. Hold on. Okay. We're back. It hit all like the the typical Pixar Pixar isms. We use ism a lot on this podcast. Yeah. All the Pixar isms. And I liked that the animation style. I'm not even going to look at Corey. I'm staring at a fucking bottle of Tylenol. Um, it, it, uh, the animation was, was very nice. Like Corey had been saying, uh, it, it didn't need to be made. I agree. Like I could have gone without this movie, but like, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm glad it came out. I, I, you know, I watched it and I enjoyed myself. I thought Zerg was a really good villain. I, uh, I guess I did not like the time travel at all. That really, really did not help this movie for me. And you know, most of the characters I liked, uh, the story I was able to enjoy. I'd have a tough time imagining five-year-old Nick enjoying this, but I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Andy for sure didn't get it. Uh, that kid was <laughs> dumb. No offense to my 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 friend in me. Uh, <laughs> that was a great one. Holy shit. Thanks. You got a friend in me. Um God. Uh I enjoy kids' movies because I can just kind of shut my brain off and enjoy the simplicity of it. And I'm not saying that's a fault of Corey or a fault of mine. I think you know to each their own when it comes to that um and because of that i enjoyed this i really hope that the second one doesn't come out but it reminded me a lot of the buzz lightyear tv show i would watch on disney xd when i was a little kid Mm -hmm. and uh that was nice every oh my god this was it this was it this was it this was it every time (laughs) Buzz said one of the lines he would say in the original Toy Story or from one of the buttons that you would press. Um, Like the first thing he says in Toy Story is uh, Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, why won't they answer? You know the line. And that was in this. Um, There were just a lot of callbacks to the original Toy Story that had me going a little bit. I thought it was funny. In like a Pixar way, and I, you know, I enjoyed myself. Will I rewatch this? Like probably, but it's not something I'm going to rewatch frequently, if more than once in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably show it to like my kid one day. Maybe I'll watch it another time outside of that. Uh, but like it did a lot of things I liked still, and I was able to you know enjoy myself in the theater. Um, but like it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh, it, but it was good for me. I'm going to go with the 76. Fucking find the spreadsheet. Here we go. So, yeah. um, Corey hates children. I've I've never said that I like them. That's true. That's that's I've actually said multiple times that I don't like kids. You have. Yeah, you have told me many a times. I said I would never be a high school teacher because I hate kids. I said that was like three days ago. Yeah, I've said uh specifically like the <laughs> this is horrible but like the roe v wade being overturned it's like people like a common argument is like 
oh, you like to kill babies. And I always say, like, fuck yeah, I like to kill babies. Kill all them babies. My fuck God, Corey. I don't give a fuck. People are so annoying with that shit. Yeah. No, but, like, we have an ad. <laughs> Sorry, Anchor. We can bleep this. Yeah. No. I'm going to leave it in. Um, Whatever. Fucking light your stupid. That's whatever. What's the Corey three? So the big the the big three this time is uh top three spin-offs that we would want to see from Pixar Disney. Um, so it's we made up these plots or like these ideas that Disney can use to make a movie out of. And we just have top three that came off the top of our heads. So my number three. All right. Uh, trains. <laughs> we got planes. We got automobiles. We got, yeah, where are the trains at? Fuck. God damn it. I have something. I have a, It's an honorable mention, so I'll just say it right now. But my honorable mention was, how about a car spinoff, but it's planes? And, oh, wait, no, we did that. So I was, I was, I was taking a piss before we got started, before That's we got started. One. Yeah. And uh, I thought like, oh, a crossover where the cars and the planes, they meet and like, maybe they can have a little civil war. Mm-hmm. And I was like, planes, trains, and automobiles. And I was like, wait a second. Trains. That's a great. That's awesome. And then there I will be like a that. sequel where all three of them fight, of course. Right. Uh, yeah. So trains, you know, Thomas, the tank engine worked. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You get it. Trains. My number three was Wally, but the whole movie you were just following the fat people on the spaceship having fun. That's my number three. I like that. <laughs> you just follow you to follow one guy on this ludicrous <laughs> spaceship and he just has a fun day. Okay. I fuck with that. My number two, since we're just gonna fucking make a movie for every single toy from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Give me Woody's Roundup, but like make it like a real sexy Western, like Mandalorian. <laughs> mm, that's pretty like, good. Yeah, like don't give me like a fucking like a kids movie. Give me like a, a hardcore Western, like blood and guts and getting shot up. Yeah, like I want draw. Bam, you're dead. Yeah, there's a snake in my boot. Now yeah. there's one. Oh my god, that accent. Um. And then I had another honorable mention that I thought was funny going down the same line where it's just like, why don't we just make a movie about all the toys from Toy Stories? Mr. Potato Head movie. It's a movie about Mr. Potato Head. Okay. I it, had, I had a, a Rex movie in my head, but then I remember that was called The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Mr. Potato Head movie. Andy got the Mr. Potato Head toy from his dad because what kid had a Mr. Potato Head? I didn't, but I, that's just me projecting. Oh, I did. I did not. That was one of my favorites. I don't when know if I saw it was it. because of Toy Story or what, but I was a huge Mr. Potato Head guy. So when I saw Toy Story, like Rex, the army men, um, the like Slinky, uh, the RC car, and even Buzz and Woody, I could understand. But Mr. Potato Head was always that like toy that didn't make sense to me because it's like, I would not have fun playing with that toy. So I'm confused about why it's included here. I love him as a character in the movie, but I would just not have that as one of my toys. But I get it. You know, it, it's fine. I, I think it, you know. 
and he um, had a very diverse lineup of toys. I'm about to explain to you the appeal for Mr. Brett the Hater Head, or at least for yeah. me. So at Disney World, at one of the stores, there was like a uh, like bins full of different Mr. Potato, Mr. Potato Head uh, pieces, mm-hmm. some of which were like Disney themed, like a like a little Mickey hat or like the Goofy hat and whatnot. Um, and you could like pick out your own pieces and build your own Mr. Potato Head. And at the stores, they would sell different Mr. Potato Head um accessories and pieces and whatnot so it was kind of like a way for little boys to play dress up with their with their toys interesting yeah so like i had like a darth vader mr potato head oh interesting yeah Yeah. so stuff like that that was the appeal of the potato head fair enough fair enough but i get like just looking at it from just story story it's like ugly looking toy (laughs) yeah like I remember playing with Transformers and being like, damn, it turns into a car and a robot. And that that was like my favorite thing ever. But um, my number two is Up spinoff. It's called oh. Down. Awesome. <laughs> Follows another Boy Scout in Russell's badge ceremony who got his wilderness adventure by spelunking and journeying with <laughs> journeying a cavern with the old guy from the Pixar short where he's playing chess with himself. He goes with that guy. He goes adventuring in this little cave. Okay. I'm going to, I'm in the process of fabricating a plot for my number one. Okay. I, like I said, I didn't do a good job. You like, you wrote scripts. You probably emailed Disney. What was, what was your number one anyways? Yeah. I'm just, my number one is a Frozone solo adventure. Like the thing is, Yours would work. Like you could actually make a movie out of the movies that you are talking about. You can't make a movie out of literally anything I've said so far. Like they would just flop instantly. Yeah. And I thought about like, what do I want? Yeah. I was like, I need Samuel L. Jackson taking on uh, the mole people from the end of the first Toy Story by himself. Right. And just I need a whole, whole side I need plot a- him journey 107 minutes of just him versus the mole people that's fun that's actually really funny but i'd actually really love a frozone uh solo movie but while i like when that came to me i was then thinking like oh how can i take this in the stupid direction and mm-hmm. i thought like let's just follow the other superheroes that got killed oh like shit. like let's make a movie with the little little hitler on the island who yeah. was just killing all the superheroes? Yeah, let's let's yeah. make that movie. <laughs> There's the. Um, I also thought you were gonna go in the other direction of it's a prequel to Incredibles, where it's just like the world before superheroes are banned, and you just see all these fucking crazy superheroes. See, that also crossed my mind at one point, but. Yeah, mine are like dumb. Like mine oh, can't yours be made. Are funnier. Uh, my number one is arguably like my worst one. And I think it's just because like, it's just the dumbest one. Uh, Sleeping Beauty spinoff. It's a prequel where you get the history of the dwarves. And yo, no, this would work. Okay. Sorry. The backstory is that they were (laughs) enslaved and forced to mine in the caves and now they're conditioned to think that they have to go to work and mine in the caves now. And there would be a side plot with Dopey, 
where he gets hit in the head during an insurrection. And that's why he's so dumb throughout the movie. We should get into the blog vid, uh, business. <laughs> that sounds like that could be an onion article where it's just like Disney execs playing to streamline Sleeping Beauty spinoff involving dwarf history. I would write a little thing on some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. You're a fucking, you're a brain, man. It's an odd one. And a lot of my, like, I was late when I was thinking of like this big three, I was like, what is the dumbest thing, dumbest direction I can go in with like a spinoff? And it's not me trying to be malicious. Like I'm not trying to like shit on anybody's parade. My opinion is I don't really like spinoffs and I just kind of don't want to see them as often. I want like original ideas, but I think it's, it's fine. It's okay. You know? I liked yours, but I thought I, so you went with like, what's the dumbest place I can take it. You went into a realistic direction. Yeah, like, I was like, make movies out of these. I was like, well, what do I want to see? Yeah. What would entertain me? I'm like a Western. That would be pretty banging. <laughs> Spaghetti Western. It's high noon style. Uh, Frozone. Where's my super suit? Super suit. He has to say that in the yeah. like spinoff. Like, oh, it, it'll be in my given. script. Yeah. Um, what what was my first one? Oh, trains. Yeah, yeah. trains. I mean, come that on, is just fucking trains. Also, that's so simple too. When you said it, I was almost like disbelieved that I didn't think of it because that's so genius. No, no, it's not. It's it, it's incredibly genius. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. I'm surprised but, there's been no reference to any other form of transportation besides like helicopters and planes in the cars universe because aren't there like tanks or like boats the world is covered in water do you know what i hate most about cars <laughs> yeah people talking about the cars universe trying to rationalize it i love it i, I actually think that's so fun because it doesn't make sense no it doesn't I'm and people were like, everything makes sense but cars. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't. None of it makes sense. Cars <laughs> just makes the least sense. Yeah, and that is, that's a fine point. I loved cars as a kid. I loved, like, I, I had a lot of fun when I would watch that. But my God, if you put any sort of, like, thought into, like, the universe, it just crumbles immediately. But, like, the point of it is you're watching a talking car race like you're not here for like an elaborate story no yeah but like pe people want to say oh cars the cars universe makes no sense but a fucking universe where somebody who's really strong fucks someone that's really stretchy and then they make a girl <laughs> that turns invisible a boy that runs really fast and then a little baby that just has all the powers like what that makes sense to you you can rationalize that. You can get around that. That's my same beef when people are like, well, this is unrealistic in this superhero movie. It's like, shut the fuck up. He crawls on walls. It's a superhero movie. <laughs> exactly. 
It's like he's fucking purple. <laughs> Dude Dude floats around is time travel. Dude floats around a million dollar spacesuit for the entirety of the movie, and you're gonna say that this movie's unrealistic? Yeah. Your 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 beef is is uh the pin particles? <laughs> the, the non-existent particles that can make you big or small. Yeah, that that's what has you angry and not the god with the giant axe. Or the not the talking raccoon. Not the talking raccoon. ball sack that's purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> I'm the guess asshole. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my god, I hate everything and everyone all at once. And Philly's getting fucking killed. I was really trying to think of a Ratatouille spinoff. See, I, that's why I, it took me as long as it did, because I was trying to find a, an appropriate Ratatouille crossover. Like, it would be funny. Like, you can definitely go down, like, the stupid, dumb route that I went, where it's just, like, nothing has to make any sense. You could just say, like, oh, Remy helps, I don't know, fucking anybody else. I don't know. But it's hard to make that into a sequel. Like, how would you even go from there? I wanted to Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, two franchises. Oh. But I couldn't think of two that worked really well. And that's how oh, I ended so... up with planes and, and uh <laughs> Playing some cars. That was like, wait a second. That's good. God, I love that idea. Yeah, that might have unintentionally been my best one. That one, I mean. But the problem is that might be the most realistic. A trains movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. I, I could also see a Woody movie. Yeah, me too. I, so I did not stay through the light year end credits. But I watched them or heard like read articles on what they were about, pretty much. And the fact that they're even trying with like, oh, we could make a sequel out of this, bro. Please stop. Yeah, I'd rather them not. I'm gonna be honest. Um, but I like I'll still see it because I see everything. I'm not even gonna pretend that like if you do that, I won't watch it because I'm gonna watch it. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Um, like anyone that says that is lying like Fast and Furious 9 I'm not gonna see that we'll say that to the fucking 800 million that it made see like like, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you see it or don't that will not dictate whether or not the movie will sell or not like your one ticket in the grand scheme of all the tickets that get bought for that franchise are like nothing like the last movie I saw, like the last in the Fast and Furious movie that I saw was Fast 8. I have not seen Fast 9. I'm probably not going to see the next Fast and Furious movie either. But That's where it's you're wrong, big fella. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess. Yes, we're ending the pod. Right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'd watch it, but like, oh. I wouldn't, you know, but uh, my one not going to the movies to go see Fast 9 or whatever it's called. That did not hurt its box office, you know? So oh. whatever. It's just not my thing. I'm not going to go see it. But a bunch of te- people will go see it. And that's the point. Alex likes 
um, keeping me updated with Top Gun's box office office success. Um, okay. I don't know why, but like I'm here for it. Okay. And it, it became the second movie post pandemic to reach uh, over a billion. Um, really? Yeah, nation or not, I'm sorry, uh, not nationwide, uh, global. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think like what else could have even come close. And Fast and Furious was the only thing I thought that could even come close. And it, I think it was like 800 or high wow. seven, something like that. Okay. So really not that close. Or That's... Spider-Man was just under two bill. Hmm. Top Gun Maverick success is very interesting to me because it's kind of like a niche thing like the first movie is very niche that i like some people talk about it, some people love it but like it's considered the classic now but i'm sure when it came out people were not like oh yeah fucking top gun but now like it feels like everybody has seen this movie and i think they should i think it's a good movie but i think it's insane the way that it's taken off there are a lot of people i know that saw it that i wouldn't ex- wouldn't have expected to see it it feels like everybody in the grandma saw the movie yeah well, I could see grandmas being into it because they were probably into the first Top Gun. I can see people liking Elvis because they were around when he was still alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, my man. There were some old bags in my theater. That's, wow, I'm sorry. That was mean. There were some older people in my theater. Um, right. As I said, Alex and Courtney were in the, the top row. Mm-hmm. And I was climbing up the stairs Um to you know get get to them and there were these this older couple not like dinosaur old but like older sitting mm-hmm. on the two end seats and they had like a, a a bag on the ground blocking the little uh you know the walkway for me to like turn in and i mm-hmm. stopped and i was like excuse me and they just stared at me and like five <laughs> seconds went by and i was like all right and i just uh alan oh, iverson over step over to them yeah yeah Jeez. It's like, this is, I mean, how long has it been for you? All right. Yeah. Common Courtesy's dead. What was that? I said Common Courtesy's dead, I guess. I guess so. So is Elvis. It's three in a row now. That What's I've, three in a row? That I've, I've said Elvis is dead. Oh. Yeah. We're done. I don't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't mean no, to peter out. No, I'm I'm the problem. So, what Monday, Fourth mm-hmm. of July? Are we uploading on the Fourth of July, or are we taking the day off? That's Monday. Yeah. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, play by ear. Yeah, we're probably still gonna upload. What the fuck am I saying? Um. The black phone on either Monday or Tuesday, probably Monday. I'm going to be honest. We don't take holidays except for the last one we took. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember when we used to go like three weeks without releasing an episode? I mean. Look at us now. We're on better schedules now. Yeah, we are. Um, then special movie. Can I say what it is? I yeah, think we've yeah. Said, yeah, the big Lebowski on Thursday. Wait, yeah, 
on special Thursday. guest on that one. Special guest. Uh, not Max and not Alex and not Keith. Somebody new. Uh, somebody new. A woman. That's not true. Sorry, we lied. And then uh, Monday, Thor, Love and Thunder, next Monday, which I bought tickets for. Um, I'm going on Friday, and I, the people I'm going with couldn't see it on Thursday, so we decided to go with Friday. I kind of just want to buy tickets for Thursday and go by myself. Oh, <laughs> Like, just when you're when you're watching on a Friday, just pretend that you don't know what's gonna happen. It's like, oh my God, Jane, hi! <laughs> Wasn't that cool? <laughs> would it be wrong of me to do that? I don't think it would be wrong of you to do that. I would. I would think it's. I would think it would be really funny if, since you know everything that's gonna happen in the movie, you're just gonna like lean over and be like. And yeah, then, if I like, just spoil the entire movie right before it happens. Just right before it happens, but didn't I predict that? <laughs> You're right. I might do this then. Are we having everyone on for that? I haven't talked to them about it. We can talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, Artemis Fowl on Monday. And um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies on Thursday. So actually that's they're back to back down the road. That's gonna be a fun time. <laughs> what was it? It was bodies, 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 and what was the other one you just said? Artemis Fowl. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> okay. That might be a really, really that might tough be a tough week. Stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunate to be alive, I guess. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Follow Corey on TikTok. Give us five stars. And uh, until next time, I'll see you, man. man.